0: everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we are here to talk about the second season of What If. But before we do, I do want to share, I did get to go to the movies uh, again uh, twice, actually, here in the last week. Saw Aquaman again. uh, Was just as fun a second time. Still uh, obviously has a lot of things to be desired, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I had a really good time in it and laughed at all those same moments. Um, that I laughed at, uh, but also got to go see Poor Things by uh, Yorgos Lanthimos with uh, Emma Stone and uh, our good friend Bruce Banner, uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, and that movie was awesome. Uh, I'm sure you've all seen very positive reviews and positive feedback around that film. Uh, it is all warranted. Um, I had a couple nitpicks with the movie overall, but uh, it was a it was a great time at the theater uh it's a longer movie it's like two and a half hours but it flew by it was uh it was weird it was like a weird coming of age film uh, on my letterboxd i'd called it frankenstein's barbie uh just because it does feel it felt a lot like the barbie movie just a lot more adult uh if if barbie was pg-13 this would have been the r-rated barbie for sure, uh, but it was awesome. It was a really good movie. We're gonna probably be getting a lot of awards season buzz around that one, and uh, it is all well deserved. So, with all of that in mind, um, <clears throat> let's dive into what if. So, uh, second season uh, just wrapped today. Uh, so we'll be talking some spoilers. I mean, there's not crazy spoilers in here, except maybe for the ending of this. But I, I you know, as I said with the first season, I would highly recommend the show. I had an absolute blast with the first season, though I'm I'm a huge fan of animated TV, just animated shows in general, uh, animated projects, I guess you could say movies as well. Um, I know a lot of people were uh, kind of lukewarm about the first season, and maybe they've come around hopefully by now for now seeing the second season, especially with these daily drops. Um, I think that might have been the best th- thing for the show, uh, to have a new episode drop every single day. That made it a really fun kind of holiday season, uh, and it's been nice. I've been on vacation, so it was like a little Christmas break treat. Um, But let's dive into these. So same amount of episodes as season one, nine episodes. I'm just going to briefly talk about each of the episodes and then kind of give my overall thoughts of the second season. So the first episode is What If Nebula Joined the Nova Corps? Uh, this was an awesome episode uh, reminded me a lot of the uh, kind of blade runner 2049 i guess a little bit of maybe the original blade runner but certainly that second blade runner not just in the cinematography but in some of the themes and sort of investigations that were going on um, but nebula as the foil for kind of being the deckard of this uh you know universe or of the Novacore was really cool uh, again this was just a very seedy uh, you know underbelly sort of noir type uh, episode and just really goes to show the uh, the strength of the show in general of being able to transform uh, these characters and take them on different paths that we certainly didn't expect and we get to see characters come back in that uh, again didn't really expect both from a voice acting perspective and in general so in this one um, Yon Rog is back from Captain Marvel, and Jude Law is voicing him, which was really cool. Um, and they kind of did this throughout. You had uh, Howard the Duck was in here, had a had a much bigger role, but then obviously you've got all the the classic Guardian staples that we all love with Korg and Groot, basically all those you know those characters. Uh, and you know me, I'm I'm kind of a take it or leave it with those characters. I love Groot, don't get me wrong, especially adult Groot. He's really the only Groot that I do like, but. Um, it was still, like I said, very enjoyable episode, and definitely having that be the kickoff of this was cool. It was just like nice. I can't wait to see what's coming next. Uh, but what ended up coming next, number two, was uh, what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Hero? So again, can't get enough of the Guardians, uh, some would say. So here we are getting Peter Quill, uh, who has uh, been taken by Ego and is now kind of the harbinger of Ego on Earth. And so this happens in 1988, so we get a classic sort of 80s Avengers team-up, which that was awesome. That was really cool. Um, Loved seeing, you know, you had, like, Goliath, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of some of the other people that were in it. Uh, (laughs) Well, we got to see Peggy Carter and Howard Stark, too, in their older forms, which was really nice. Um, We got uh, Hank Pym as Ant-Man. Uh, And he kind of ended up being the hero of the film, too, which was pretty cool. And Thor ends up showing up, which was cool, right? Because he hasn't aged. Um, So I liked this. I liked us getting another sort of Avengers team up. The fight and the battles were awesome. Really cool. Um, But again, it was, it was, it's part of me kind of felt like I'd seen that before in the, uh, I think it was in, it must have been in the one where Ant Man kills everyone in the first uh in the first season yeah if they lost the earth's mightiest years because isn't in that one where loki comes uh, with his army onto the desert to fight them and this felt very similar to that again not taking away from you know the animation the the plot all that was cool um but i I like this one i I don't know if i liked it more than nebula but it's right up there with it um third one was your classic christmas episode what if happy hogan saved christmas Um, essentially what if Marvel did a Die Hard episode is what they did and uh, this one was great I think fans of Christmas certainly fans of Die Hard are going to love this uh, episode I wasn't really in that camp I'm not a big Die Hard guy Um, only until recently was I part of the anti-Die Hard Christmas movie uh, squad I know, and it was only because, why are you wanting to watch Die Hard on Christmas? Why is that, like, I I get that, um, you know, in this day and age, everyone needs to be outraged about something, and and this Die Hard conversation has been going on long before uh, that outrage was commoditized, but it was just something I always, I don't know, I always was on the side of, no, it's not a Christmas movie, it's an action movie. But I recently, having, you know, have just, I don't care anymore. And so, you know, okay, the movie takes place at Christmas. It's a holiday movie. So, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Um, So maybe, you know, we can all stop arguing about it and stop watching Die Hard. Uh, But, again, you know, no aspersions to anyone who enjoys the Die Hard movies there. That's great. Great films. Uh, We we love cinema. But, uh, so, yes, like I said, it just didn't hit me the same way as I think it hit a lot of others. And that's fine. It was a great Christmas episode. I was here for Justin Hammer. and uh, he did not disappoint. And so that's what kind of made this a special episode for me was getting Justin Hammer. Uh, I, I you know, like I said, I can take or leave Happy Hogan even as him becoming the Hulk. Again, a cool concept. Um, but I, I I'm the kind of person where I enjoyed the Marvel movies. I love the Marvel movies, but if I'm getting animated, what if episodes? I would love to see things we've never seen before. And I just feel like when we go back to this classic, you know, the Avengers lineup, uh, it just to me feels like, you know, we could have had something maybe a little bit more. But again, we have not gotten a Christmas Marvel episode yet besides um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. And so it's nice to see that we've gotten it now with the Avengers. So again, you know, holidays come around. It's a good chance I'm going to be watching this one again. Uh, Number four we've got what if iron man crashed into the grandmaster so this is the infamous missing episode from the first season if you remember the gamora in this episode shows up in the finale of the first season so now we get a little bit of background around this this was a cool episode i think again um you know i i can take or leave the uh I don't know what it is. There's just something about... And, and maybe it's just from my comic book roots. I, I've i just never been a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. And I feel like that franchise has been milked absolutely dry. Um, not just with the movies, but with the amount of times they've been referenced in this season. Uh, or seasons of What If. And and really, they aren't, there's not much of it in here, except we do get to see Gamora again. And I, I won't complain about Gamora, but it just... Like I said, it always feels like there's some sort of tie back to the Guardians... Uh, in one shape or form again we've gotten three episodes around this now out of the four episodes but the idea of iron man being the one crashing and he's got to rebuild a suit uh, i'm look i'm just glad we could focus on tony stark yet again for another episode am i right uh but look like i said this was made last last season so uh, i'm okay with that i did love the whole mad max sort of racing on the road getting to race the grandmaster jeff goldblum was hilarious um, but then, you know, that was about it. This this episode did do a lot for me. Uh, beyond again, I don't think I have a single complaint about any of the action in any of these episodes. And so as an action uh series, that part made me feel good. <clears throat> but from a plot story perspective again, you know, it was like, Okay, cool, we get it. I'm glad I'm glad we finally got this. I wish we'd have gotten it last season. Thanks a lot, pandemic, but Um, Now we can finally start kicking it into high gear. I think after this fourth episode is when things really started kicking off. Uh, We get, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? This is essentially Captain America Winter Soldier from from Peggy Carter's perspective, and I loved this episode. The mirroring of things like her being the one driving the vehicle at the beginning to pick up Natasha versus Natasha doing that in the movie. Um, Just the bouncing back and forth, the fact that Bucky is kind of the secretary instead of um, the, you know, the original people from Winter Soldier. Uh, it just was so cool. That to me, that is a really cool what if episode because you're really throwing everything on its head. Uh, not only that, but you're continuing the story from the first ep- season. So we've essentially gotten the, the Peggy Carter First Avenger episode. We've gotten her Avengers team up movie. and now we're getting her Winter Soldier era. Uh, And you would, you know, we're going to get even more than that. But I really liked this. I loved the relationship with her and Natasha. Um, I think, I I mean, obviously, I just love Captain Carter. I always have. Uh, And so to get to see her again was really great. And to kind of get to see the whole relationship with her and Steve get another chance. And so I think the, uh, and, and two, you know, this dovetailing into, um it what you know, it's funny. This episode is essentially Winter Soldier plus the Black Widow movie that we should have gotten, and so I could you know this gave me some almost a sort of bittersweet sadness that this is how it could have been. Is we could have gotten a Captain America Winter Soldier movie, and then very shortly after that, just because Black Widow was such a standout from that movie, you know, and her story can further this. We should have gotten a Black Widow movie then. And, you know, we've talked about that on prior episodes. We got what we got, but it was cool to see them make good on that in here. Um, But yes, so that was definitely, that's one of my higher rated ones from this season. Uh, This next episode uh, is my favorite episode of the season. What if Kahori reshaped the world? So uh, this is a brand new Marvel character, a Mohawk woman. Uh, and they don't really say exactly where it lands, but I'm, oh, man, I mean, it was the, so it's like the conquistadors are um, kind of terrorizing the land as they come over from Spain. Uh, And so I'm assuming then that this is like Florida or you know something along maybe the East Coast or in that area. I'm not as well versed in that uh, that time period. I'm trying to get that way just because that whole period fascinates me. But um, regardless, this episode was amazing. This was again we're getting a brand new character, Um, not even a brand new spin like Captain Carter, but actually a brand new character that's steeped in Marvel lore. She's super powerful. I mean, it's my kind of superhero. So uh, really cool to see her get to protect her family, get to protect her tribe. The uh, the conversations around the people who have escaped this world, who have gone into the other reality uh, were really powerful. And um, again, just a really interesting sort of look at, well, you know, these people have gone through hell. They've been colonized X, Y, and Z, but the small group of them have escaped that. And is it their right to be able to live free freely like that in a world with no worry, while others of their tribe are suffering still? And so I think that's a uh, a really powerful conversation to have, and I'm really glad that they took that swing, because she uh, she's I, I, I mean the minute this episode was over I was like when when are we going to get to see her in live action <laughs> like I I need I need some of this and I believe it's pronounced Kahori uh some the there's like a T a silent T after the R. Um, but just, again, great job to them for sticking to how culturally accurate it is as well, uh, both in the language, the music. There's so much about it that it just, the originality of this is just beautiful. Uh, next up is another one that's just close to my top. What if Hella found the Ten Rings? Uh, y'all know I've made no secret. Hella is one of my favorite villains in the MCU. And so to get her not only to have an episode, but to have one like this where it we're getting that continuation of her story from a different perspective. And it brushes up against another character in the MCU with Wen Wu and the Ten Rings. Um, I will say the title of this was very misleading. Hell, what if Hela found the Ten Rings? I kept assuming she was going to get the Ten Rings, but I think they mean the Ten Rings organization. Though, um, what I will say with this, uh, because this morning as well I was reading a uh, Wolverine comic... And Hulk was in it. And it just it brought me back to I think it was something Kevin Feige said, based on something Stan Lee said, that, you know, these worlds are special. These these characters are fan favorites. People love them. But people love nothing more than getting to see a cool team up. Especially and and I think this was Kevin Feige that said that, where you know, you'd have a character like Hulk show up in a Wolverine comic and it just this show has really made that readily apparent and not to cast i can't cast any aspersions on um on the mcu recently because we got that we got that with the marvels people just didn't want to see that for some reason and we're not going to get into that but but the point being um maybe that's a pathway forward for marvel in some cases we've got all these brand new characters right like the shang chi universe we've got the eternals why aren't we teaming that stuff up yet And I think this brings me to another interesting piece that I saw, Um, and I wrote it down too, that um, I was looking through my, uh, I still actually have the Excel sheet of all of the MCU release dates, and I went through it yesterday and uh, deleted all of the original entries because every single one of them is wrong now. But as I was going through it, if you remember when we had that conversation way back when, um, Marvel had secured dates for 2026. And so right now, the only date that's secured is uh, May 1st for the Avengers 5 film. But there is a February 13th date, a July 24th date, and a November 6th date. So there's three other potential Marvel movies that could be coming out in 2026. And one of them is before the Avengers movie. So um, there's some opportunities, I think, for them to seize on those dates. And make a movie where there is a little bit of a team up sort of situation, a la Captain Carter and the Hydra Stomper, where you get Captain Carter and uh, Black Widow teaming up. This one, where you get Wen Wu and Hela teaming up. You know, we got the future ones where uh, Captain Carter and Kahuri, uh team up. So it just it, it's this idea where you can have these gigantic films. And certainly we need our Avengers movies where you can gather a ton of heroes. But there's something really special about that team-up of just two people, maybe three, that I think could make some of these movies special too. And so I'm hopeful that we see some of that. I'm really hopeful we see that in Captain America. Don't get me wrong, I think Sam's going to need to stand on his own. But if uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier taught us anything, he's very good when he's bouncing off of someone else too. So just a thought uh, that I wanted to mention. But regardless, the idea of Hela uh, being thrust to Earth to learn her lesson, and her lesson is to is giving mercy, and she becomes Hela the White, and she defeats her father. Like the the satisfaction that I got from this episode, because when I started it, and I mean maybe many of you were watching it this way too, I was like, how is she even going to get redeemed? She is the goddess of death. Like I, I just every second was waiting for her to. Um, you know turn her coat and uh, just start killing people and it was really cool to see that she didn't and that she ended up becoming a good person and I loved that um, uh, in, it's not Jai Lee, but um, the, the people of Talo essentially changed her and that moment when they're interrogating her and she says um, you know what are you going to do after you conquer everything why? Like, why are you wanting to conquer everything? And it all comes down to she just doesn't want to be controlled. She wants her freedom. And then she, she makes that her new mission, is to make sure that others also have that freedom. I thought that that was the coolest thing in the world, and what a cool twist for, again, a show that's only 30 minutes long with credits. So the fact that they were able to convey that all was awesome. Um, from there, we move into Episode 8, What If the Avengers Assembled in 1602? Um, This one was interesting. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I wasn't as huge a fan of this as I thought I was going to be. I was really looking forward to it. I read the 1602 comics when I was growing up, um, and this was an interesting concept. So there's this sort of like weird anomaly that's pulling people from um, like Marvel people into 1602, and Peggy gets pulled there by Scarlet Witch, and eventually everything gets worked out. But I just there was something about it where and maybe i wasn't paying attention enough to it when i was watching it like i said i'm going to have to rewatch it and i'll get i'll probably end up rewatching all of these but this is as as first impressions go i had assumed that this was going to be the beginning of the kickoff of the finale and i don't know what happened with me um because i kept thinking after this episode i was like all right here we go now we're about to get our two part finale like we did in the last one where you had you know, we establish who the villain is in the second to the last episode with Ultron. And then in the finale, the uh, Guardians of the Multiverse come together to defeat him. And so when I woke up this morning uh, and saw that it was just the finale, I was like, oh, so that was the last, the penultimate episode. Okay. And so if we remember what happens at the end of this is Doctor Strange shows up. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, cool. So, like, who who's going to be this new villain? And so when it turned out to be Doctor Strange... I had very mixed emotions because I the Doctor Strange episode I think was my one of my favorites from the first season. I really attached myself to that guy. He, he had a lot of redeeming qualities towards the end, especially when he joined. And so, you know, in classic form and fashion, I can't talk too much about that from the same vein that that same thing happened to Scarlet Witch. These characters who are very powerful can sometimes succumb to that power especially when it's in regards to the people that they love and that there might be a universe out there where those people are um so to see captain carter and then not only have her team up with Kahuri, uh was so cool and again it's a two-person team up they're ultra powerful we got a great scene where she's getting to wield the ultron suit uh, we get to see Uh, you know there's all these other characters who give them their weapons it's just i don't even want to spoil too much of it because it was really a masterful episode um but it really also felt very self-contained it was over very quickly and then we get an amazing glimpse at the world tree of possibilities in the multiverse thanks to loki uh, at the very end um, which was really cool great way to tie into the the universe and it just makes me want season three even more now but that's uh That's kind of my thoughts on What If. So again, second season um, I thought was a huge success. I hope they do this more when it comes to these daily releases. Uh, I know we're going to be getting the whole daily drop for Echo, but I, I like the one a day to me that there's a there's a required viewing there. I like sure tuning in once a week is fine, but when the episodes are so good, it's like just release them one day after another. I'm I'm okay with that too or even if you did like two they can do whatever they want. So, you know, release two a week or whatever it is just to get me to get me my content. Um okay, but so when it comes to season 2 versus season 1, I think I liked season 2 better overall. Um just speak and I'm looking here and I'm just thinking like uh Nebula was a a real highlight, as was Captain Carter, Kahuri, Hella, and Strange Supreme. So that's one, two, three, four, five. So five out of the nine. The other four I thought were still good, and, and maybe even in that great category, but there's just there's a couple of episodes in season one that I wasn't a huge fan of, like Killmonger rescuing Tony Stark. I wasn't the biggest fan of T'Challa became Star-Lord. Um, it was cool again, don't get me wrong, it's just like I said, I feel like there's a lot I just I don't attach to the Guardians very much. And so um, but overall there are some episodes in this first season that I definitely liked more than some of the episodes in the second, like, you know, Doctor Strange's episode, the Zombies episode, Ultron and the Watcher Breaking His Oath. I really liked the uh, P- 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 Thor being an only child. And then also, obviously, the one where the Avengers all die. Uh, again, there's just this is where, one where it's like, you know, season two is even better than season one, and season one was amazing. So we're getting to a spot now where I'm probably going to be bumping What If up in my rankings, uh, just because I think it's time for it to finally step into the light. When this much consistency is is uh, prevalent, we've gotten 18 episodes now, and only a v- very small portion of them have been all right. Um, the rest of them have been great to uh, a masterpiece. So um, for those of you that have been on the fence about this or even on animation, if you love Marvel, if you love those Marvel characters, the Marvel movies, you have to check the show out just because it's so cool to see them all in different perspectives and different uh, scenarios. Um, but, that's, but that's what I would say kind of as my review for it. If you're not a big animated person, you might not like this season or the first season you know for that matter too but that is what if season two so again we've already there's already confirmed a season three i don't know when it's going to be coming out um but based on this my money would be on next year just because we got the other one that was last year right or that was 2021 so maybe we get it in two years i'm not sure um but yeah so uh we'll be back again with another episode our next ones are going to be our year-end episodes so we'll be talking Uh, top movies of 2023 and then top tv shows of 2023 with uh, my uh, annual special guest but that's going to do it for us here on comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein thank you so much for listening and we will see you in the multiverse